over the next couple of weeks. So we'll be starting every week over the next couple of weeks with this this verse, uh, Philippians chapter four. We're going to be looking at verses four through seven in just a moment. But I wanted to, as you're turning there, I just want to acknowledge something that you may have not looked at before as we're looking at this. And I want to give some 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 context here a little bit. Oftentimes, I found that some of our biggest, most difficult, challenging battles are battles that not everyone sees. In other words, we, we, we have these battles that often happen within, within us, and they, are, are, they often rock our world worse than our doctor's report. Because, because our, we can't leave our minds. We can leave the doctor. We might be able to distract ourselves or, and all of these things, but we always have to look at ourselves. We always got to uh, reminisce about ourselves. We're always investigating in ourselves. And, of course, there's always an enemy to bring antagonize us with ourselves and remind us of how imperfect we are or were or our thoughts and all of those kind of things. And so this battle is really, really crazy. And it's interesting because uh, maybe not you, maybe it's just me, but often, even within the eternal, internal battle that goes on, we always try to put on a really good face. We always try to put on a, a, you know, like, hey, we're good. Like, hey, yeah, I'm good, you know, I'm looking strong and I'm feeling like, ugh. Or, you know, because this this the normal greeting. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. And really, you just, you know, you're not really probably great. Maybe you are. But often, we don't really give the true uh, evidence of what's going on eternally we might be feeling you know like hey that person really presents himself confident and in reality they're like oh, you know they're just like afraid and, and hurt maybe it's like you're happy ah happy I'm so happy yep 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 and all of this and you're putting on Facebook all the highlights everything's perfect my family's the best and in reality you just had a fight three minutes ago and you know everyone's in their own rooms and it's like yeah but we put on this look you we put on this this face but the reality is we're looking like it's great and we may be feeling completely overwhelmed or we might have uncertainties and we're like struggling we're like all this constant pressure and trying to you know bear and grin have this angst about us this heaviness and the panic what do we do when we find ourselves battling with anxiety what do we do we're going to look at that today and Philippians chapter 4 is a beautiful scripture. It's a beautiful passage because it's really insightful. I want to give you some insight, just a little bit of background, some backstory. This particular passage is written by the Apostle Paul. Now, Apostle Paul, in this time, is, is sold out, going for it for God, and he finds himself in prison in this moment, in this time. And now I want to just remind you, he is writing to his friends in and Philippi, the church of Philippi, which I kind of, you know, feel, you know, accustomed to because we live in Phillips, 54555, five, 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 so I feel like we're Philippians. And so anyway, kind of extra special, but, but it's okay if you don't live here. Come visit us when it's uh, social distancing is over. But I understand that here is Paul, and, 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 and if we, we're going to read these words in just a minute, you're going to see, wow, they're really uplifting and great, but I need you to understand that Paul is penning this while he is chained to guards, while he is chained in the inner cell in prison. Paul wanted so desperately to go to Rome to preach the gospel. And instead of finding, he, get to, he got to Rome, but instead of preaching, he found himself in prison. And so we understand that this is a really crazy time. And so it's in this mindset, in this context, 
that we can read these awesome life power words of God. Let's look at verse 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again, rejoice. Now look at this. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. I want to stop right here for just a minute, and I just want to declare that in your house today. The Lord is near. You might feel far away. You might feel like, ah, listen, I, I just felt like so, so strongly to let you know the Lord is near. He's with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. He's with you, and he's going to get you through whatever you're battling. And so it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6, I love it. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, here it is, look, this is it. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It says, with every situation, in every situation, every, every bad report, every ornery child, every ornery spouse, every ornery you, every whatever is going on, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. It says, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Every situation, present your requests. Present your requests. Let's do that this morning. Let's present our requests. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. And God, I pray that as we are, are hearing the word and learning from you, God, I pray that you bring your perfect peace. God, we give up to you. We give our prayers and petitions, our needs, our, our wants, our, our desires, our hurts. We give it to you now. Father, I thank you, your word. I just, I'm ready to receive that peace that only comes from you. Father, I declare that in every home, every family, that's represented today. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Amen. All right, so let's look at this. What is anxiety? What is anxiety? Well, anxiety is kind of a big word. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, factors in anxiety. Um, and, and, and I'll just say this. I know I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I can't prescribe drugs to you. I can't help you with any of those things. And I know that anxiety can fester itself or can can reveal itself in different reasons it can be situational it can be physiological it can be it can be relational it can there's all kinds of things and 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 i think they're all spiritual and so all i'm going to try to do today is to address in the spiritual side of it i'm going to look at because what i believe about what 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 i read through all over no matter what we're facing out here what we can see taste touch feel all of that no matter what's going on there there is a higher thing that's happening a spiritual side that attaches and whatever has been happening in the spirit usually flows into the natural and so what i'm going to try to do today and i hope that you you realize that is we're going to look into the spiritual side of things and let god the god that created the heaven and earth the god that created you and me go to the the man the to, to the guy that actually made everything to let him reveal what to do. I think that's the best. Now, I'm not discounting doctors, psychologists, medications. I'm not saying that. I think God has empowered them and equipped them and anointed them. Praise God for that. 
but we should make sure that we're also looking at the spiritual side. So let's do that today. So anxiety, anxiety, can I just give you a freedom for just a moment? Because anxiety, a lot of times people think, if you're in church a little while, they'll think, oh, anxiety, if I'm, if I'm anxious, then I'm in sin. Because he just said, don't be anxious about anything. And so if I am, I'm in sin. No, 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 no. Listen, even Jesus felt anxiety. He, he displayed it. He revealed it. We see it in, 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 in Luke. Uh, let me look at it because uh, let me find it. In Luke chapter 22, uh, you don't have to turn. I'll just read it. It says, J- this is Jesus. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay, he, just before he's about ready to give his life for all of us. And Jesus says, he goes, Father, if you're willing, take this cup for me. There's some angst. There's some ugh in there. He goes on to say in verse 44, it says, and he began in anguish. Do you see that? And he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Talk about anxiety. He had anxiety. So, and we know that Jesus was perfect. So, so what is the difference? What, what does it mean? So I just want you to know, just be free today. Anxiety is not a sin. Anxiety is a symbol or a sign of something wrong. Something, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a signal. It's a symptom of something else. It's not a sin. Listen, if you're driving around in your car and all of a sudden the light comes on, check engine, that's not the problem. You say, oh, man, all I'm going to do is pull that fuse so that light goes out. That's not the problem. The problem is something inter- internally. There's something going on inside. So the, 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 I can't think, the, the signal, the light, the anxiety is only a symbol for what God wants to do. What do you do when you, when you have a check engine light? You go take it to the manufacturer. You go take it to the repair shop. You go take it to the person that knows the intricacies of every bit of that vehicle. You go into them and let them find out what the root problem is. Can I just say that? When we get feeling anxiety and we're feeling fuel rise up, don't be like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm sinning and turn away from God. No, go to the manufacturer. Go to the manufacturer and let him deal with the internal issue, the challenge, the problem. Anxiety is a signal. It's alerting you that it's time to draw to the Father. It's time to pray. It says here, it says, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in every situation, pray. Listen, if it's big enough to worry about, if it's big enough to have anxiety about, it's big enough to pray about. If you're like, I'm worried about this doctor's appointment. I'm worried about when we're going to get back to normal. I'm worried about what I'm going to, what job, my job is going to be like when I get back. I wonder what my portfolio is going to look like. I wonder what my relationships outside of, of this, is anyone ever going to remember? It's like, oh, I didn't like hanging out with you anyway. No, what's going to happen? What is happening with this? And if it's on your mind, can I just tell you this? If it's on your mind, your loving father, it's on his heart to go to the father. Take it to him. Don't be ashamed. That's why he made relationship. So we could have relationship. My wife and I, we, if one of us is struggling, we go to each other to help, to, to, to help work that thing out. It's relational. Listen, we want to make sure you understand Jesus loves you. He gave his whole life for you. Why? Not so he could stand over you and say, I did all this for you. Why don't you love me? No, he did it. Solely so he could have relationships, so we could call in his name, so we could be free in Jesus' name. And so the idea 
is that when we are feeling anxious and it's if it's on our mind, can I just say that if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. It's on God's heart. Don't be anxious. So we go to prayer. Now, often I've, you know, over my years of ministry, I've noticed that often we don't really know how to pray or there's this grand like question of what's the right way to pray what are the rules how do i call god hey hey god you know what's up you know uh oh heavenly thyeth my father what is the rules on how you do this i don't know about you i've i have seen especially early on in ministry i was hanging out with different pastors and ministers and and just people that were just seasoned in the lord and you would hear them pray and you're like whoa and they would pray scripture, you know, like Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed again. I'm like, that's good. Your prayer is bad. That one's good. And you feel and you're like, oh, so I remember starting off. I was like, all right, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to try to be real powerful. Oh, God, you're so good. You're so good to the last drop. Uh, God, you're you're uh, you're like a good neighbor You're Oh, no. And you try to make these these crazy try make these crazy things. How are we supposed to? pray to God. Well, of course, the King James Version. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're, we're going to be personal. Listen, you don't have to pray formally to a relational God. You don't have to be uh, formatted in the right kind of words. He knows your heart. He just wants you to talk to him. He just wants to want you to release your anxiety to him, your wants, your desires, your needs. You don't have to be intimidated. It says, present your requests to God. Now, that's uh, a one version, and you know we have several different translations. Um, I, I don't particularly like that translation. One translation uh, in the Greek, they've, they've transliterated it to let your needs be known. I, I feel like that's a little more valid if you imagine the relational idea that God has with us through Christ. They just say, let your needs be known. So in the Greek, let your needs be known, what's that mean? It means let your needs be known. Just give it to him. You you know, my kids, I love them. But they know how, if they got a need, they know how to let me know they got a need. And I don't expect them, okay, if you're going to ask me something, I need you to say these and thous and thoses. Of course not. I, they just come to me, you know, each each of my kids, I got three boys, the best boys in the whole wide world, just ask me, and my wife, but they, they all, each of them, they have their own little ways, their own little intricacies of how they request something from us, and, and so they, they, they all do it a little different, sometimes it's by text, sometimes it's phone, sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll right before bed, they'll come into our room and hang out and kind of, I'm like, all right, what's going on? What do you need? And, and, so, and so here they are. They're asking these things. But why? They don't have to ask a specific way. I just want them to come to me. You know, even my, my, my oldest son, he's married and, and has his whole life. And, you know, he'll call me up. Hey, Dad, how's it going? And I'm like, ah, hey, I, I love that. And, and just, he, he just begins to ask. Listen, you can pray. You can ask God anything at any time, at any way you want. You can sing it. You can ask it. You can write it. Some of us have felt that way where we can sigh it. Oh. Or you can, you can shout it. Now, we can shout it with excitement. Hey, God, thank you so much for this. Or we can shout it in anger. Don't worry. God's got big shoulders. He can handle it. He's good. And he loves you. 
and he's a loving dad. And like me, don't tell my kids this, but I l- actually like it when they ask for something. When they, when, I, when they come to me as if they need something. Don't tell them. I don't, want, I don't want them to know that secret, but I actually endure it. I love it. It's wonderful for them to say, Dad, I need this. Now, I'm just an earthly man, not perfect. God desires more deeply how he loves it when we'll say, I need to just unload this, God. He's like, I've been waiting for you to do that. I'm tired of you carrying that burden, child. I want to give you my peace. I want to give you my joy, my love. I've already deposited it on inside of you. Now, if you just give it to me, let it bubble up out of you. See, God is that kind of a God. I know he's sovereign. He's mighty. He's great. It's in his sovereignty that he chooses relation to work with us and relationally. I love that. I'm so thankful for that. This side of the cross, thank you, Jesus, for that promise and for that opportunity. So God, basically what I'm saying, God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear you. So if you're anxious, listen, it's a signal alerting you it's time to pray it's time to go to god i like the way peter peter described our need for god when he was anxious first peter chapter 5 verse 6 he says humble yourself therefore under god's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time we're going to go into we're going to go back to that in just a minute humble yourself therefore under god's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you be alert and sober mind of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls a lot around like a lion, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. It's not like, oh, woe is me. It's humbling our pride to say, God, I need you. I'm not going to turn from you. I'm not going to, I don't need to be ashamed. I can turn to you. Even if you sin, listen, even if you are sinning right now, Stop and turn back to the Father. Ask him to forgive you. He's desiring to do that in your life. If you've walked away, go back to him. He's not, he's not like, oh, I'm, don't talk to me. No, he's desiring. His heart desires he has a relationship with you. His heart desires that you walk with him and you walk in him and that you walk in his nature and his kindness and his likeness so that we can be a sample, so we can be an example, so we can mimic and we can shadow, foreshadow who the Father is, so that others might want to know Him. So it's important to live a lifestyle that desires Him and walks and works for Him, but when, if and when you make a mistake, don't let the enemy separate you and keep you in anxiety and guilt. Be sorry. Ask for, for forgiveness. Repent of your sin. Don't do it anymore, but go to the Father. Go to Him and call on His name. He says, humble yourself, therefore, under... God's mighty hand. What are you anxious about? What do you do? You humble yourself and pray. We humble ourselves and pray. Th- this series, I'll just be very transparent, is very near and dear to my heart because, like many, I've had to deal with some anxiety issues through this stuff. Now, I'm not trying to pretend like I have, I, I'm the only one that has issues and challenges. Everyone has stuff. Everyone dealing with issues in their own way, in their own form or fashion. And I'm not trying to belittle yours. We all have stuff. It's just all different. Everybody's different. 
but we all have those kind of feelings. And so, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, all of a sudden we ha- we can't do church the same way. What? No one's ever given me a book to say how do you lead a church in this form or fashion. What, what do you do? What 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 kind of hours learning how to come to you live? Didn't know. So it's in that, and then on top of that, still got to prep for sermons. Still got to have something to say. You guys are looking at me like, come on, say something. So, but and so you you get this or less well you know personally less income from before right uh, I'm getting ready to do a wedding real important wedding Oof. It's the most important day of their life right uh, 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 travel got to travel and 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 when are we gonna re- when how are we gonna reopen church when are we gonna reopen what's that look like what's everyone's got an idea where am I gonna fall in there what's God gonna have us do is that gonna work out okay. Okay, I'll just keep going. I'll just dump. I'll just, I'll just let it go here. My kids, I got one that's getting ready to graduate and going to move. The other one's in college. It's like, what is going on? You know, it's like they, they, they don't have jobs. They do have jobs. Now they're going to move and they're going to. What, they're going to go to school. When, are, is school going to reopen? Open? Uh, what's the college tuition going to be like? You see, anxiety. And what I've realized, what God has shown me, it's time to pray. Now, I'll just tell you this, and uh, don't mistake this the wrong way, but M- Michelle and I, all of our lives have been tithers. We believe in tithing. We believe it's important to tithe. And re- I want to remind you that tithing is more than just giving your offerings. It is absolutely involved in that, but there's more to that, that we can tithe our time, our prayer life, our time. And so what the Lord says, you need to take more time, Take the first section of your time and begin to pray, begin to, to seek me. And so I, my, my, my encouragement to you is this is what he promises. And in Scripture it says is when we give, it will be given back to us. Good measure, present, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And I believe that God's not limited on just finances with that. I believe it has to do with relation. I, ha- I believe it has to do with our, our well-being, our mindset, and our hearts. And so give God your tithe. And we already talked about that tithe of your very first. You're, you're just giving it to him. Give him the time and let him do what he does so well. Bring comfort. It says, in the peace of God, that transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Humble yourself. In 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Can I just remind you that this particular scripture is written by Peter, the same Peter that walked on water with Jesus, the same Peter that dared to get out of the boat, but even in that great faith of walking on the water, he began to sink. He began to look at the distractions, but instantly it says it says it, it says that Jesus reached out his hand and lift him up. Later, years later, Peter writes, Humble yourself therefore before God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up. I believe he's lifting you up. Come to the Father. Draw yourself to him. Let him 
peace that transcends all understanding. Jesus Let's break the cycle. There's this cycle of anxiety where we start to feel anxious and it's in that time of anxiousness that we start to take control. And we start taking control of things and, and, and we take the more we take control, the more afraid we become of losing control. So we take it again and, we get, and then all of a sudden we're really anxious and we're all, what do we need to do? Listen, we need to break the cycle. How do we break the cycle? Listen, recognize this truth. You don't always have the power to control things. You're not going to be able to control things. All of, us, all of us control freaks, we can't control things. But we always have the power to surrender to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You always have that opportunity to call on the Father no matter what's going on, no matter the wind, no matter the waves. Jesus has his hands to take you out, to take you back in, to walk you back to the boat to get to the other side. I declare that in Jesus' name, in your houses, in your homes, in your life, in Jesus' name. How does this happen? I'm going to ask the, the worship team to come up. He was sinking. Peter was sinking. And as he was sinking, he lifted up his hands. Now, what does lifting your hands, I'm going to ask you today, we're going to close out today just giving some worship. And I'm actually going to ask you to lift your hands. Why? Lifting your hands is, has a symbol. It can be a symbol of, of victory, like, yeah. But it's also a symbol of of surrender. So I believe as you lift your hands today, we're both we're both we're saying we surrender and we have the victory. See, this is the part about being vulnerable before the Father is we can say, God, I just give it up to you. And it's he's like, yeah, yes, look at your hands. You're praising because it's already been accomplished in Jesus' name. It's through God that we're able to make it work. Humble yourself and pray. Go to the Father. Cast your cares on Him. All of your anxiety on Him. You know, the casting your cares, that actually means, in the Greek, means to throw it, to release it, to give it, to surrender. Most of us, we give it to God, and then we take it back. But that's not what it means. Cast your cares means you throw it away, never to be seen again. It's like you throw it into the, the sea, and it drops down. You're not going to find it again. That's what God wants us to do. When he says, cast all your anxiety on him. What's weighing you today? Maybe it's the obvious COVID-19. Maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. Maybe it's something you've dealt with in the past. It's still fighting. Whatever the anxiety is, God says, cast it on him. He cares for you. He wants to give you peace, love, and joy. If you have anxiety, don't feel ashamed. Recognize it as a symbol, alerting you it's time to pray. It's time to dig into the Father. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We're going to sing that. We're going to let the peace of God enter into your house as we just say, God, yes, I will give it to you. In Jesus' name.
not a hand raiser, do it for God. Surrender to Him. No one's, you're not in the church, so no one can see. It's just at home. Surrender to Him. I want to remind you, you're surrendering and receiving victory all in the same hand motion. God's that big and that great. Lift your hands right where you are. And the Bible says that as we give it to Him, it says, right, it says He will give the peace of God. It will guard your hearts peace of God. The peace of God, this is not your peace. It's not eternal. It's not from you. It's not from circumstance. It's from the peace of God. It's from God alone. It's not from the world. And that's a good news because the world can't give it, but also the world can't take it away. God, you're the peacemaker. We give it to you now in Jesus' name. One more time. Yes, I will. Yes, I Lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. Oh, my days. Oh, yes, I will. Oh, my days. Oh, yes. God's so good. He loves you. He's desiring that you would draw yourself to him. If you don't have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's so beautiful and it's so he's made it so simple. 
He says simply just call on his name. I'm going to ask you to pray this with me. Maybe this is the first time. Maybe it's your hundredth time or more. But just to pray this out loud. Say, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. I recognize that I needed a Savior. I need saving. I used to sin. I used to have problems and challenges. I might still. But I thank you that because of Christ in me, the old is gone and the new has come. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. I receive you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, God's not one of those you ask and he says, nah. He says he comes in like a flood. In fact, the Bible says that all heaven rejoices. I'm rejoicing with you today. I'm rejoicing with you if you receive Christ for the first time, or I'm rejoicing if you've received, God has given you some freedom, some, 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 some opportunity to say, God, I'm just going to give it to you. I declare that in Jesus' name. God's word will not return void. It's his word. We believe it. We confess it in Jesus' name. i got to let you go. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Keep seeking God with all of your might, everything that you do. I just want to pray a blessing over you before we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to bless every person watching in Jesus' name. I thank you that they are blessed and highly favored. They are favored by you and you alone, God. God, I pray now in the name that's above every name that you said that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. That we are able to accomplish and to fulfill the call and the destiny that you have already desired for us. We draw near to you, God, in Jesus' name. We believe it in Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May his face shine down on you. May may you receive the grace and the mercy and the peace of God as you seek him first in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week in Jesus' name. God bless. Bye-bye.